1: Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. It's the Gut Reaction. With me, as always, is my fellow football priest and partner in crime, Zach Kelberman. Zach, the Broncos handled the Chargers. Little good fortune by way of Justin Herbert getting bounced out of the game with the hand uh, injury, but this team's now, once again, plus 500, entering week uh, week
2: 15. Your gut reaction? Maybe it's my bravado, Chad. Maybe you agree. I feel like the Broncos would have won this game even if Herbert stayed healthy. I mean, Scott and I were talking in the green room before, and it seems like this Chargers outfit with Brandon Staley, they're a dead team walking. They know their season's kaput, and uh, their play the last couple weeks has reflected that on the field, but... I'll say it once more. I'm sorry, VJ, because the defense was dominant today, and it was it was the answer to that question that we had, Chad. How is this team going to respond after that loss last week? Are they going to look like the team that we saw in Week Three earlier in the year, or we gonna look like? Are we going to see the team that we saw on that winning streak? And this was more of a complete performance. A little bit of a speed bump here or there from the offense, a hiccup here or there. And uh, Jerry, Judy, that's a whole other story in itself. Uh, but the defense was swarming. They got the sacks. They got the pressure. I'm happy with that. And then the Broncos are back uh, above 500.
1: I mean, I got to tell you, I do feel for Judy a little bit because that became such a trope uh, this past week. You know, the Russ is not looking for Judy on the big yeah. plays and da-da-da. Russ gives him two great opportunities. I'll, I'll be at the first one, not an ideal throw. Judy did have to kind of adjust and – changes trajectory, but that's a pass you got to catch, dude. Seriously, like, was it ideal conditions? Perfectly thrown? No. But you had the space uh as far as separation, and you had the uh, space along the sideline. You got to catch that. So just think, Zach, if he makes one of those catches, if even one of those catches gets made of the two vertical shots, you know, the Broncos probably stack another seven points, and nobody's really complaining much about the offense because, Zach, I mean – coming out of uh, last week in Houston where the Broncos did not convert a third down. They went 8 of 17 today, which isn't great but it's at least it's good. So they they did take some steps. They rushed for over 100 yards as a team again. Uh rushed through for a couple of tutties. So it's not like it was complete debauchery uh on offense, but I I feel you like really disjointed especially in the first half.
2: Once again, it's that's the only issue that I, I still have. It's not that four quarter, 60 minute complete dominant effort, but it was definitely an improvement. And I don't know, I'm no mathematician, as you know by now, Chad. Eight into 17 is like 48, 47%, something like that. 47. Okay, so I would take forty-seven over the zero that the Broncos had on third down last week. So uh, it's never going to be perfect. It's it's contingent on game environment. A lot of drives the Broncos had this week, but they came away with the W. Russell Wilson overcame an early mistake, and Cortland Sutton for the Pro Bowl. Can we get that train going in earnest finally?
1: No doubt, dude. I mean, he just. I hope he. I hope he makes it, but it's it's going to be hard if he doesn't even get close to a 1000 yards, you know, like 700 yards and 13 touchdowns. I don't know. He might I don't I don't know if that will be enough. The GLP from the top rope, Gary. Thank you Gary. My friend, the Swashbuckler jumping in early with a very very generous super chat. Thank you. Uh my friend and thank you for believing. It says evening Chad Zach and Broncos Country a solid win. Believe MHH for life. That's right. I'm believing. I'm believing. And uh, I don't think I'll I'll tell you one thing I believe on that front, Zach. I don't think we're going to see this offense suddenly morph into, you know, uh, Peyton Manning 2014 even. It's not going to happen. This is what it is. It's going to be, you know, probably 20 percent of Russell Wilson's dropbacks. You're going to be screaming at your TV, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. Why won't you throw it as he scrambles around and either, you know, takes sacks or gets hit or whatever, uh, which is followed up by, you know, a commitment to the run game and occasional shots downfield. You can live and die. You can live by that. You don't die by that sword unless those shots you do take, none of them drop. Kind of like how it was last week in Houston. Not so many things going in their way. But it's a model for success down the stretch, Zach, if you can get like more efficient O line play, which they did get it, I think overall this week compared to Houston, uh, etc. And then we'll uh, we'll grab Naj.
2: Yeah, and the defense was active and enforcing the takeaways and going back to what we saw again on the winning streak. It was a a nice sign of holy God, Ethan. Wow, it was. I'll, I'll finish my sentence really quickly. That just left me completely stunned. It was a nice sign of resiliency on both sides of the ball. And, you know, everyone was talking about that Detroit matchup for the Broncos looming after this week's games and the results of them. I'm not worried about that game against Detroit. I think the Broncos can genuinely run the table and uh, march into the playoffs, not even kind of sneak into the playoffs. Naj,
1: love you, big dog. Thank you so much for your generosity, my friend. Appreciate the super. Super says, incredible win, brothers. What a drive by the offense in the fourth. And what a defensive performance. Not worried about Judy. He will make plays in the coming weeks. Yes, indeed. I think the broadcast did a good job of illustrating how baller that final drive was for the Broncos. Like, just took all the wind out of their sails. And what was even cooler about it, Zach, is not only did it come in the clutch, right? Chips are down. But it comes on the heels of the Chargers finally coming together for a touchdown, right? They finally score. And, you know, the Broncos are like, yeah, no, that ain't going to happen. Boom, boom, boom. They marched down the field. Really cool to see.
2: Really good point. Yeah, that's. I think that's the key word for today's uh, uh, victory. That's my takeaway is resiliency. And the Broncos handled adversity and what the Broncos did in this game. And you're right, how they responded to adversity, be it a loss or be it a bad drive, be it a negative play or a turnover. That's been one of the hallmarks to me under Sean Payton. And it's been such a, a breath of fresh air compared to his predecessors. Wow ethan from across
1: the pond the dwi guys um thank you dude seriously this is like this is maxing out what youtube will allow on an individual super chat and it just really uh leaves leaves me kind of slobber knockered so to speak i'm kind of speechless and uh, very humbled and grateful for that and it's not the first time you've been this generous to mhh so Ethan, just know we love you, big dog. Thank you so much for all you do for the community. And, Zach, this is a guy like, you know, he's won jerseys in the giveaway on different months, gives it to other people, wants other people to choose a jersey in the community that maybe can't afford to, to contribute on Super Chat. And he's just a quality human being and damn proud to have you in this community and is obviously as is a part of, of a hashtag state of being Broncos country. But Ethan says – VJ brought his D ready to play again. Screw wild card. Denver can win this division. One behind with four to go, Zach.
2: Yeah, for I want to echo everything Chad said to the uh, syllable, Ethan. You are incredible. The generosity is it, it leave it, you literally saw in real time what it does. It takes my breath away, my thoughts away, my words away. Thank you uh, so so much. And yeah, and that's what I'm saying. After this victory, the Broncos. It wasn't where they eked by. They didn't luck out. They didn't get the help from a, an officiating call or anything like that. It was more of a statement win than than not, especially against a divisional opponent coming off a loss. And you're right. If the table Break a certain way, Ethan. Maybe the Broncos end up on top of the West. As wild as that sounds, Chad, who to thunk it?
1: You know, who to thunk it? Like, even the the possibility Zach of being one game out of the division lead, entering Week 15. You know, you're sitting there coming out of that that Jets loss, that humiliation. You're one and four, if memory serves, at that stage or was it 5? Was it week 5 or 6? Either way. No, it was week, it was week 5. No way in Sam Hill was anyone thinking, yeah, but by week 15, you know, we're going to be right there for the division competing with the Chiefs. I mean, we still hadn't even gotten over that hump Zach of defeating the Chiefs, right? Right. Uh you lose a close one in Kansas City, that makes that drops you officially to 1 and 5 as the Broncos, and then you just storm back from there with a solid performance against the Packers. What what's the common thread here, Zach? MHH meet and greet, MHH meet and greet, MHH meet and greet.
2: That's right. And it's it's been so fun to watch the Broncos be competitive and be relevant. And uh, they're taking it a step further. They're going to have a chance to put themselves in the driver's seat next week if they beat Detroit and a couple other teams in the wild card race or even the Chiefs lose another game. It's going to be interesting uh, the rest of the month into January. And that's all we could have asked for, like you were saying, Chad, after that Jets game.
1: Definitely. Ethan, bro, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, guys, we're going to dive right back into the chat. Obviously, lots, lots more to get to in terms of what's on your mind and some of the storylines from today. But, guys, we got to remind you real quick here. You got to make it's game day, right? It's a victorious game day at that. Hopefully, you made Little Caesars a part of your game day. They are Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Always a huge part of our game day here at MHH. Uh, central. And of course, even on the weekdays, you know, in between things, running kids to practices, you don't always have time to sit down and, you know, cook out a meal, prepare it, all that. And little Caesars makes it way too easy uh, to not have to worry about putting in that work. It's so delicious order online during our pizza, pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs plus all day on Sundays and get ready for some football and fun. You choose your favorite little Caesars pizza, or you pick the toppings you crave And either way, Zach, everybody wins.
2: Yeah. Whether you're a, a deep dish, aficionado, thin crust, whether you like plain cheese, whether you like pepperoni, any topping, anything really of your imagination, you can find a little Caesars and that's definitely how you win. And speaking of winning everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the next Broncos game.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Dude, how wild is it, Zach, that if the Broncos don't drop that, if Rust isn't picked off in the end zone last Sunday... You're literally tied for the division right now with the Chiefs. You own the tiebreaker. Well, no, you, I don't know if you'd own the tiebreaker, actually. You, but at least from a record perspective, you're right there. Wild, wild stuff, dude. Uh here it is from uh Scott. KC has the second tiebreaker of the division record. So got to get ahead of the Bronco of the Chiefs, do the Broncos by a game. So you got to look at it more like a two-game gap here. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's just crazy seeing. Seeing the way this uh, this season is matriculating, you know, it's it's wild. I love it. It's one of the great things about being a fan of football, period, but uh, just the Broncos, baby. Miguel, thank you. It's good to see you on YouTube. More, more often than not, we're seeing you on, uh, on Facebook, of course. Great member of our community there, but we'll take you any way we can get you, big dog. Thank you. He says, great win. I wish they would have stayed with the run more mid-game, but great things happen when you play clean football vance for coach of the year definitely vance for assistant you know um you know the only thing that you know as far as the clean football thing what did you make of that interception russell wilson threw early in the game
2: i i think anytime he makes a mistake it's going to get magnified but this is the russell wilson that he's always been i i mean Everyone and you—you you touched on that. That's why it kind of—it it, kind of jiggered my memory a little bit. You mentioned Peyton Manning, and there was the expectation—not in all of Broncos country, but some of Broncos country—that Russell Wilson was going to be Peyton Manning uh, to a T. And that is a very cerebral quarterback, a very accident-avoidant quarterback, and a quarterback that doesn't throw many picks or make mistakes. Well, Russell Wilson has always had that backyard football in him. And I'm not saying that it's his tendency still or it's a it's a negative or it's a flaw, but he is going to have games where he makes mistakes. I always wanted to see and I always judged him, Chad, each game this season, each game last season on what he does after those mistakes, after those picks, after those fumbles. And today it seemed like he got better after that mistake.
1: But what I'm saying was, did you do you think it was a an interception? Like what did you make of that call on the field? I, I think it was no surprise that the referees rolled yeah, what of- they did. Kind of the way it goes, uh. On, the, but you know what? For the first time in the long, I don't know, dude. Like as long as I can remember, the refs picked up a flag today on the Broncos on that pass interference, Justin Simmons late. I'm like, oh man, oh well, you know. And they picked it up and said, nah, no, no, no PI. He it turns out he also has a right to the ball, etc. I was like, whoa, it's been a minute since I've seen the refs cut the Broncos some slack. Ted, yeah. thank you, bro. He says another tough. Had to have it win. As Danny Glover said in Predator 2, okay, who's next? And that'd be the team that just lost to the Bears. Hashtag 11 and 6. Yeah, the Detroit Lions, Zach, are next up. So, Jess, thanks, bud. Good to see you. Thank you for the super. He says, what a final drive. Finally above 500 in December. So weird. Uh, We have a legendary mythical Super Chat superstar in our midst. Another one. Uh, Chris jumping in with a symbolic super on – on a victory, well, it doesn't matter if it's a victory, on a gut reaction episode. Thank you, bro. He says, the Chiefs lost, taking the AFC West uh, is getting closer. Uh, the defense's back's hurting from carrying the team, and we can end this Russ won't throw to, can we end this Russ won't throw to Judy narrative? I think we've seen why plenty of times now. Yeah, it's just, they're, they just, whatever that chemistry they had, to kind of close out Zach, the 2022 campaign, it didn't transfer to this new, uh, Peyton scheme. And I can't really figure out why.
2: It's the scheme. It's the scheme itself, the coaching. And I can give you a kind of a random example. Um, I have Terry McLaurin on my fantasy team, right? The Washington Alpha number 1 wide receiver. Last year, he had a great rapport with Taylor Heineke, the quarterback. This year, a different quarterback, different scheme, Sam. He doesn't even get the ball thrown his way, Chad. I mean, he has goose eggs every now and then. It's just a matter of where the ball goes, I mean, where it's supposed to go, where it's drawn up to go, and where the quarterback feels comfortable uh, throwing the ball. That's been Cortland Sutton from the moment that Russell Wilson got to Denver. He was f- forcing it too much last season, but this season they have a, a natural rapport that's leading to touchdowns. For whatever reason, something in practice, something in the film room, the classroom, on the field, Judy and Russ don't have that down. And it's a shame because they're wasting what could be something truly special, like Lockett and Russ in Seattle.
1: <sighs> the Duchess jumping in with a very generous super. So good to see you today, Michaela. Thank you, Michaela. Love it. Hope you're stoked. She says, I can't believe we're just one game behind. The top of the division probably won't win it, but it feels good. I can't believe we just are just one game behind. Oh, it's doubles. Yes, indeed. So it's uh I mean not only that, Zach, but just being plus 500 it was as was mentioned in December like you you really do. I mean, I'll, I'll have to check on well, 2016 is the last time that was a thing.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been, it's, again, just for the Broncos to be a competitive team, for them to be playing football in December, that matters. That means something that is something's on stake and not just a draft pick or at stake. I should say that's what's exciting. And Michaela, the Broncos are, you know, it's not just blind optimism. You don't have to be homers or lean one way or be in a certain camp to say unequivocally now based on their schedule, based on today's game, they're going to be in the playoff fund and they're going to be in the thick of things to where they can waltz right in and, and uh, have control of their own destiny. That was my one uh, depressing takeaway from the loss against Houston is that they lost temporarily, Chad, their own destiny, their own fate. And now I think they got it back today. Uh,
1: We've got Alexander jumping in. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you so much. He says, what a year, so much to say division, but I just want to give props to the MHH crew for not being just a podcast, but more like a primetime channel resource for the blue and orange faithful hashtag MHH for life. Thank you. Very, very kind of you, my friend. Thank you very, very much. Really appreciate you. Um, Yeah, lots to say, though. Lots to say. And uh, still a lot of football left to be played. Anything could happen. Uh, If you want to take a look at the great one jumping in, Jerry is so garbage, slot guy at best. I don't know. Like I don't like using trash and garbage when describing players unless it's like, because to me, that's an absolute, and it's hard to, you know, it's hard to bounce back from an absolute because things can change. And uh, we've seen Jerry Judy not play like garbage, right? We've seen Jerry Judy ball out like a fringe elite wide receiver. But there's something just off with him this year. I don't know, if Zach, if it was he got, he got the comfort of knowing that he got a big pay raise coming to him in year five. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the Peyton scheme, Sutton, you know, going the extra mile to – I don't know what he did yeah, to get to here. earn back the love. And tr- I mean, Russ was force feeding Cortland last year, dude. Like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it just never panned out. This year, though, in this in in the Peyton scheme, it's like Peyton figured out why they weren't able to connect and get. I mean, they would connect, don't get me wrong. It's not like Sutton didn't catch any passes last year, but I mean, force feed from a volume perspective and a touch share, like. And it just didn't really pan out to anything in terms of yardage and touchdowns. But I think Peyton cracked that code, and Sutton's just making the most of it.
2: I don't think it's a lack of talent for Jerry Judy. I don't think it's even a lack of effort for Jerry Judy. I think it's a problem between the eyeballs. I think it's a mental issue. And I don't mean that disparagingly. I mean that in the sense that there's something in his head that from the moment he got to Denver, when they drafted him, he was a a big fish at Alabama and he was expecting that same treatment in Denver. And it didn't come. Not only did that not come, he he was getting raked through the coals for it, criticized. Then he had that little, little arrest off the field, but, This season alone, what I'm speaking to, the criticism he's taken from former Broncos legends, the criticism he's taken from Steve Smith, and what does Steve Smith say? Of all the things he said, the thing that stuck out to me was Jerry Judy is mentally unable to handle criticism. And that in itself affected Jerry Judy because what he do that night, primetime game, had two catches for 14 yards, whatever it was he needs to change the scenery. He's an immensely talented dude, but sometimes it just doesn't work in the city that you're in. And I have no question about it. If he goes to another team, uh, he'd ball out there. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. It's not going to be easy to find a team willing to take on that fifth year contract now. Um, But I don't disagree with you that he could use a change of scenery. As Brandon says, Judy needs to be traded in the off season. We'll see. Uh, Robert is thanks for the super, bud. Is Mahomes going to cry? Because it looks like he's going to cry. LOL. Wah. How about them, Broncos? Man, linebackers have looked good. Love from Nevada. Yeah, dude. Alex Singleton playing with, I mean, I criticized him last week for that little bit of a lapse in poise that drew the penalty on fourth down, that, you know, big point swing. But uh, that play, notwithstanding, the last few games in particular, dude, he's been playing like a maniac. Yep. And today, Zach, he was able to channel it. Uh, in a fully positive way. Kathy, good to see you across the pond. Hope you're doing well. She says, uh, hello from Germany. We got the dub. hashtag new streak, hashtag MHH for life. Love it. Uh, Shane Daniels jumping in. Dude, it's been a minute since I've seen this cat. This is an OG in our midst right here, returning to the fold. We called him the aviator. See, great. still trapped, my dog. Hope you're doing well, Shane. He says, it's great to be back to be in a winning team again. Hiring Sean Payton was a brilliant move. Go Broncos. Yes, indeed, brother. Yes, indeed. Uh, Really good to see you. We got also uh, LV Foo Fighter. Las Vegas Foo Fighter? Welcome. Uh, Yeah, that's a newer name. Welcome. Appreciate you. Thank you. Connect with us on uh, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. We'll keep the conversation going. It says uh, the Chiefs lost, Raiders lost, Chargers lost, Broncos win that gentleman is a great sunday yes it is well said well said uh and you know the broncos got some help today by way in a lot of different ways it's not just afc west but like, if you take a look here at the afc playoff picture uh you know the the jags the what basically the whole afc south lost but what matters in particular for the broncos is both the colt's and the texans lost all right uh if the Broncos don't drop that previous game to Houston. They're sitting right here in the number seven spot. But the Steelers lost this week. Uh, really, the only team that's kind of in that either above or or I'll just say the only team that's really in the mix that's above the Broncos that won uh, are the Browns. But keep an eye on this Bengals team. They They're the next seed behind the Broncos. Uh, On the bubble, so to speak, and uh, they're kind of figuring out how to make things work life without Joe Burrow, etc. So don't sleep on it. But look at this. I mean, seven and six. They're just outside on the bubble with a full quarter of the season left to go. Colts looking like the the winds kind of left their sails, Zach, or it could be leaving their sails. The quarterback in Houston, concussion protocol. Steelers definitely trending down. Yeah. Browns, I still think, are playing with, with house money, and that chicken will come home to roost eventually. But your thoughts on the playoff picture?
2: I'm looking at the New York Times playoff projector right now in real time and uh the Broncos odds of making the postseason have increased to 51 percent it was in the 20s uh as of Thursday before Thursday Night Football the Steelers loss on uh, to the Patriots on Thursday night really helped and obviously the Broncos uh winning this game helps so it's we could say now that the Broncos have a better chance than not of qualifying for the 2023 postseason and there's no I'm not too worried about the other teams Chad I'm going to tell you why, because the Broncos have to take care of their business, who's on their schedule, and there's no one left on their schedule, even the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff. That truly scares me. They can legitimately win out here. Naj,
1: thank you, bro. Number two tonight, top roping it. Thank, thank you, you, Naj. Bro. He says, what matters about Russ today is he was clutch on third down in that critical drive after the Chargers scored. Those secondary blitzes by VJ are on point, and I'll say it again. Jaquan for president the downfield shots are there and will improve I know dude I I was so bummed that his strip sack touchdown got wiped off the board dude it was like oh he's already like really uh setting records as it relates to the the level of ball production and and just game-changing type of stats that he's producing from the slot is literally unprecedented for a Broncos nickel corner They've had some good ones over the years, but especially Chris Harris Jr., who I'll remind everybody was a was it a four time All Pro, four time Pro Bowler, World Champ. Like you know, he's he's arguably the third best corner to ever suit up in the orange and blue, behind Champ and Louis Wright. You throw in Akeem Talib; he was here officially four years, so he's in that conversation as well. But uh, Jaquan still got a long ways to go. Zach, as kind of Vance Joseph hinted at earlier this week, or I should say last week on the subject of comparing him to Chris Harris, but still production, this dude, it's relentless and it's consistent and week in and week out. Got to love it.
2: Yeah, that when we were talking about the uh the Russ Pick earlier, I was thinking to myself that it bothered me more about the whole the, the Jaquan how that uh scenario went and the fact that he got robbed of uh, what the comments said there a uh, scoop and score touchdown. He is definitely, you know, the best Broncos cornerback, slot cornerback since Chris Harris Jr and I think he's projecting projecting his trajectory will carry him uh to be a maybe a better quarterback than Chris Harris Jr. Regardless, though, they have their long-term guy. And I love it because there's not many dogs on defense. Alex Singleton's one who I came around to. You have to have those dogs. Jaquan McMillian is another. I mean, he's like a Peanut Tillman and a Chris Harris Jr. morphed into one. Really fun player to watch.
1: Mikey Mike jumping in with a generous super chat. Thank you, my friend. Long-time listener, guys. My first ever uh, Broncos game in person living here in L.A. What a great time. Good to know the Broncos can rely on two home games against the Chargers. A lot of orange in the stands. Yes, there was. And it was really cool to see, Zach, especially being that, you know, Broncos hadn't won a road AFC West game in a long time and had never defeated the Chargers in that stadium. So check all those things off the list. Freddie, thank you, buddy. Good to see you.
2: You check that off the list, check the Kansas city streak off the list. And in a few weeks, we'll check that Raiders streak off the list, Chad, because the Broncos will exact their revenge. Who's next?
1: Indeed. Who's next? Uh, Freddie. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Any comments, get them in the chat. Uh, Our friend down in Texas quote of the day, AKA Mac dog. I know uh, having spoken to your dad in person, not that long ago, He's, he's cool and understands and knows everything you're doing and signs off on it, but I want to make sure that's okay that you're dropping 20 bucks to the MHH pod. I want to make sure the old man's signing off on that. I'm sure he is, but just be sure that's on the up and up. We freaking love you, dude. Thank you. Don't take it the wrong way. I'm just saying, want to be careful about that. Uh, we want to be good examples to you as well. He says, though, with a very generous show of support, how about Russ and that D that throw to Sutton was gorgeous Broncos country. Let's ride. I love it, dude. Yeah. That was, you want to talk about let's ride. You want to talk about that was vintage Russ. That throw, dude. Yep. Perfect moon ball right in the bread basket. And Sutton typically doesn't let those type of plays slip through the fingers every once in a blue moon, but like, you know, as opposed to Jerry Judy, who, albeit he didn't get quite as accurate and beautiful a throw on either of his two opportunities, but still, Sutton's play, phenomenal.
2: How many times have we said that on this podcast this year? Uh, Vintage Russell Wilson, looks like classic Russ. You know, uh, many, uh, and it's not just uh, hyperbole. Many times we've said that. How many times did we say that last season? I can count on one hand or half a hand. So the the improvement in Russell Wilson is kind of an underscore on uh, what the Broncos are doing and building under Sean Payton, being competitively relevant in December and now pushing for a wild card spot. And I would say being the leader to push for a wild card spot.
1: Papa bear in the hizzy. What's going on, David? We're twins. Check it. Buckham baby with a B. Buckham. He says, good evening uh broncos country chad zach dylan deacon scott hashtag 11 and 6 repeat hashtag 11 and 6 buckham mhh for life denver broncos for life love it david thank you brother really appreciate you and your 11 and 6 could be what uh, the future holds my friend S. A. say ross jumping in thank you says uh, congrats denver fans as a sad chargers fan please take the division from kc herbert with a fractured finger needs to sit the rest of the season I feel for you, my dog, seriously, like one of my best friends uh, is a Chargers fan, been buddies for 15 years and uh, he's long suffering. You know, Uh, he had a he had a little bit of a day in the sun, you know, that three or four year period when Rivers and uh, Tomlinson and uh, Antonio Gates and Vincent Jackson, you know, that that group kind of ran amok in the AFC West right before Peyton Manning got to town. Right. Peyton Manning kind of ended that that era for the chargers but ever since then he's been long suffering so keep your chin up because as broncos fans of the last seven years we know what it's like to suffer big dog appreciate your uh your uh contributions and and sportsmanship so to speak in the chat franklin wow dude thank you so good to see you says from kc i was from from kc i was team fire sale now i'm saying I would not want to play Denver in the playoffs. This team has truly flipped, so I'm going to eat my crow. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Franklin, we love you too, big dog. Thank you, and well said.
2: Yeah, the Broncos. That's a good way to put it, Franklin. I mean, it's they're such a crazy, uh, bipolar Jekyll and Hyde team this year. You never know who you're gonna gonna face, which team you're gonna get, and as an opponent, that could be a little unnerving. It's like you know, picking a fight with someone. They start taking their clothes off. It's you know, it's a little scary at that point. That's what who the Broncos are. They go out kicking and screaming no matter the result, and they fight hard under Sean Payton. But now they're learning to convert that fight into actual W. So. I I echo the sentiment.
1: The Duchess again. Love you, Michaela. She says, my brother is a Dolphins fan. Today, he told me he's afraid for his team to play the Broncos in the playoffs. God, that feels nice to instill fear. I don't know. I feel you on that. But, like, perhaps I'm still just too traumatized by week three, dude. I don't know. I I would be very nervous about that. But then again, I'm sure the Broncos – from that loss, I mean, we already know they learned a lot from that loss, and and uh, it's part of what has made them so great as a defense uh, this deep into the into the season. So, but you're right. The idea that no, that just the feeling, Michaela, that teams would prefer to duck the Broncos at this point in the season. You're going, whoa, well, what planet are we living on?
2: I think, and you know, it's it's on paper, it's not a great matchup for Denver if they do meet again, but the Kansas City-Miami game showed a little bit of a blueprint had to stop the Dolphins offense, and that's be really physical with them at the line of scrimmage. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and it's something the Broncos did not do at all in that week three game. They ran a lot of zone. They weren't uh, very physical. They were not playing a lot of press. That's the big difference and also getting the personnel back. They've uh, since gotten back. That's, that's what would help in that matchup, but no one wants to really see them or Baltimore in round one Chad.
1: George, my brother. Good to see you. Thank you on Facebook, checking in saying, well, we're back on the winning train. Denver Bunks for life. MHH for life. That's right, dude. That's right. It feels good. It feels good. Uh, appreciate you, George. Mike, uh, Thank you, buddy. Good to see you. He says, let's just keep rolling. Don't know what happens, but let's just keep going. MHH, that's right, baby. You got the the Lions up next, and they're no joke. They've kind of taken some steps back in recent weeks, as we know, but they are no joke. They're going to be at home. If you can take care of that game, Zach, you have a very forgiving final three in the form of the Patriots, uh chargers again raiders right isn't that the order of the ra- i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. so this one not to say that you sleep on or overlook any of those three uh final games but like you get all your dander up for this one handle this last like true quality opponent and i would still consider detroit a quality opponent their their division leader uh entering the final quarter of a season that's a quality opponent so handle this one and then the world might indeed become your oyster
2: it's going to be an interesting matchup on Sunday. It's the, the Lions versus who Sean Payton compared his own team to, and that's the Lions. And they're very similar, very scrappy teams, aren't always the sexiest on the field. They don't always get the W, but they're going to fight hard, and they're going to take you down with them if they do lose. And it's going to be um, a very hard-hitting physical battle, but one that the Broncos can not just win, but win handily. And I think they've just might chat
1: wear some extra kneecap pads though. i mean, going against this team. Uh, all right. The great one. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Uh, demote Judy to the XFL and make Brandon Johnson, the wide receiver too. Yeah. Judy, Judy, uh, not, not getting any love. Unfortunately, Brandon jumping in again to say Judy wants the ball, but yet can't do anything when it goes to him, a drop missed ball and lazy footwork, three strikes. Yeah, that's right. So there's the two deep shots and that opportunity in the corner of the end zone. It's like, dude, that's so three really good opportunities in this game for big old splash plays. Like I knew, Zach, I I literally wrote and copy edited, I think, three articles this week about what what Sean Payton said about Russ missing Judy on a big play in Houston, not seeing him, right, going elsewhere, running with the ball on a fourth down instead of a touchdown lob to – then another story of what Judy said, then a story of what Russ said, and Broncos fans were there for it. it. Was a sub. It was a topic you guys wanted to read more about. You were obviously curious about it because those articles did very, very well. I knew fr- uh, Friday, Zach, as I, I was writing up the last one. I'm like, it's going to be an overcorrection, and I hope it. Yeah. I hope it pans out for Judy. Um, you could definitely see Sean Payton order rolling downhill to Russell Wilson. We're going to key up some opportunities for Judy. Make sure you find him. All right. Make sure you find him. We need to, we need to kind of nurse this dude's confidence to where we need it to be for this stretch run. So Russ obliged, but Judy just couldn't come through.
2: Yeah, you're right. And it's something that we talked about on uh, think Thursday's podcast that the way the Broncos offense is constructed There's really only room for one breakout player. I mean, you'll have your contributors, your Samaje P. Ryan's, your Brandon Johnson's, but the breakout guy in this offense is Cortland Sutton, and everyone falls underneath that, and Jerry Judy included. I was worried, like you were talking about overcorrections. I was talking about the squeaky wheel getting too much grease. It didn't work out that way, though. If Judy wants to, you know, he thinks of himself as this alpha number one wide receiver, but alphas make that catch, Chad. So at some point, his production has to Matches his uh thinking.
1: Well said. Tucson Phil in the house. So good to see you, bro. Thank you. He says, Good evening, Chad Zach, and Deacon Scott. Gotta give PJ Lock and Jaquan McMillian stars for today. Hashtag Buckham, mhh for life, go broncos. Yes, indeed, dude. I mean, as much as we've loved seeing, and I should say, as much as we've talked about McMillan tonight, PJ Lock, dude, this is a guy that you know we've seen flashes, Zach, in the pan of when Caden Stearns has been healthy, right? We've seen him flash a couple times, but nothing on a sustained level like this. Like, P.J. Locke, he's your he's your starter next to Justin Simmons for the foreseeable future, like period, end of story, uh, which takes some pressure off of things. It's good to see you can finally let Kareem Jackson ride off into the sunset after this season and take your time trying to get Caden Stearns up uh, up to speed coming off that, that surgery. But, man, P.J. Locke, three sacks, a sack in each of the last three games, which is the first time that's ever happened for a Broncos safety in a, in the team's history, Zach. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's another guy that came out of nowhere. I mean, he was a backup for years, and then he worked his way into the rotation. I didn't think he'd be nearly as good as Caden Stearns. I was a big uh, Stearns guy. When he got hurt, I thought there would be a downfall going to Kareem Jackson. Little did I know, I can only speak for myself, that P.J. Locke would even be better than Caden was on a consistent level. I just love having that athleticism in the back end. It's He does things that... You could say what you want about Kareem Jackson, but things that Kareem Jackson simply cannot do. Like you said, the long-term bookend to Simmons at safety.
1: Phoenix in the hizzy. Good to see you. Thank you. Says, great bounce back. Denver coaching, outclassed LA. VJ's turnaround is miraculous. And Sean Payton with the fire red zone call. That was a beautiful play. Uh, Staley, not so much. Let's freaking go. Hashtag playoffs. Yeah, dude. I mean, we talk about riverboat ron right you know riverboat brandon doesn't quite roll off the tongue or riverboat staley but dude you at the very least you passed on six points today right at least i mean that's off the top of my head so that puts you at 13 a uh, final score would have been a nine point deal so it still probably wouldn't have been enough but but like dude you can't go, what do they say? Those quarterbacks can't go broke taking a profit. Like he's just too, too smart. He's, you know, he walks, does Brandon Staley into a room. He automatically assumes and believes he's the smartest guy in the room. He's the smartest guy. He knows, uh, instead of being like confident in what, you know, but also going into a room as was uh, taught to me by a mentor and assuming that until you have reason, otherwise assuming when someone opens their mouth they have something to say that you might learn from that. There's something to be learned from that situation. I don't think Brandon Staley's ever learned that lesson.
2: Yeah. I was going to say the person who thinks that way nine times out of 10 doesn't know. Shh. I won't curse, but you guys know what I'm saying there. Brandon Staley, it reminds me the way he's coaching, uh, how Vic coached in 2021 near the end of the season when he saw the writing on the wall and he knew there was going to be change and he's probably going to be out of a job. I would not be surprised when Brandon Staley's fired, finally, if Bill Belichick shakes loose, if he doesn't show some interest in that job out there in Los Angeles. That could be very interesting, Belichick in the AFC West.
1: No doubt. Mike, good to see you, my friend. Been in the top 10 rankings uh, on Super Chat these last few months. And just got to tell you how much we appreciate your support, Big Dog. He says, uh, Good. And by the way, you got a little something coming your way. It should be there probably first of this week, I would guess. Uh, He says, Good evening, gentlemen. Great win. Zach, you aren't alone. We all owe VJ an apology. Also, Garrett Bowles, he has been solid. Not sure what to think about Judy. If you can touch it, you can catch it. Thoughts go MHH. Yes, indeed. That's the. Especially when, like, that's your job, dude. It's not like, uh, you know, a ball pops up into the air and offensive lineman goes up for it or something, right, and he doesn't quite come down with it. You're not going, hey, if it touches your hands, you come down with it. I mean, you want to say that, but it's like, hey, that's not their specialized job, so to speak. Well, guess what, Judy? You're making millions of dollars to come down with those balls, dude. Like, So it's unfortunate. He's in some kind of a slump. Broncos tried to force the issue today. Had it panned out, Zach, we'd be talking about like a forty to seven victory. Um, but it didn't got to get to the bottom of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can speak for myself when it comes to the, uh, the VJ apology tour. And I, I mean, what I said, I'm sorry for all the crap that I bestowed at his feet, uh, through the one in five start and he deserves a lot of it, but he deserves more flowers for, uh, the turnaround. And I think the key to that, again, speaking for myself was removing all expectation, you know, just whatever happens, happens. If the defense rebounds fine, if they don't, well, I'm not too surprised consistently i found over the course of the winning streak and for the most part against Houston too the defense the turnaround is legitimate it wasn't a flash in the pan it wasn't this uh, uh this one time thing a two time thing three time thing he found a way whether it be scheme personnel whatever motivation to get the light bulb to switch on and once it did wow are they playing at a much higher level
1: yeah baby i mean two forced fumbles today one of which of course the um fell on the broncos uh as far as interceptions herbert was picked off so you had two takeaways today two to one you won the turnover battle today two to one uh so what does that make it 17 in the last six you're still uh is that right yeah 17 in the last six so you're still averaging nearly three takeaways a game over that stretch it's redonk it's redonk garth Thank you, buddy. Good to see you. It says, MHH, I was so bummed when I turned on Paramount Plus and the Broncos game wasn't playing in my region. Can't wait to see the highlights on YouTube. Yeah, that's a bummer, dude. Sorry to hear that, but you'll get your chance to check it out for sure. Uh, Triple C, Colby in the house saying, let's go. I think we can win out. The offense sputtered, but that drive after the Chargers touchdown was huge. Go Broncos. It was huge, Zach, and it's also the kind of drive Uh that you know, this was covered on the on the broadcast, but still, it's the kind of drive that a competitively relevant team puts together in that situation when you're relevant this late in the season. But it's also, Zach, the kind of drive that on tape when you're breaking this all down as a team uh on Tuesday morning or or whatever, um, that gives you some confidence to kind of overcome some of the other foibles that showed up earlier in that game. You know, it could be a, a launching point, so to speak. Uh, Gregory Molina, thank you for the stars on Facebook, my friend.
2: And it's a drive Chad that the Broncos wouldn't have made in previous years. I am convinced of that. And this is what makes them different and was so encouraging. And, uh, the Sean Payton effect, really a work that's the sign of resiliency, it's a sign of a team that faced adversity and I was getting better for it. That's what we wanted. All right, guys. We're at
1: forty-four minutes. We got to get going soon, but we're gonna catch everybody who's got a super or some stars in the in the hopper. But if you have anything burning on your mind, get it in now because we're gonna go through and do a, a rapid fire. Starting with Doug. Appreciate you, Doug. He says, "I hope we can catch the Chiefs. It's on the table. It's possible. Uh, you just need a, another couple of weeks, kind of like today, right? Where you're winning and they're losing." Uh, unique Zachary Smouse in the house. Unique prepping. Good to see it. One of the OGs of our community saying, I love how I love Denver's culture. Sean was the best pick since Kubiak. Hashtag Buckham. Well said, my friend. Good to see you, Zach. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Vincent in the house. Appreciate you. He says, I think we need to come to terms with the fact that Jerry Judy is just a guy. He's a jag. We'd better we'd be better off. uh, Pardon me, not forcing passes to him. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing about it is you could tell that was an overcorrection only because, Zach, of the numbers, you know, it was just a a, – you could tell it was an overcorrection because you knew how little Judy had impacted things and how little Russ had been looking his way in the preceding, like, two quarters of the season. But I didn't really feel like it was incongruent with the flow of the game. I think they took – the shots that they did take to Judy were well-timed. And unfortunately, they didn't come through or else, again, we'd be talking about potentially like a 35, 38 to 7, 42 to 7, something. Like it was three huge plays uh, that probably would have led to some big points. So, PJ, good to see you, Big dogs. He says, hey, guys, just showing love for Victory Sunday. Thank you. Watching this team improve every week makes me feel good about the future. Go Broncos,
2: MHH for life. Yes, indeed, Zach. How are you feeling about the future? I'm feeling really – the best i felt since i started covering the team i mean coming off a super bowl win this is the best the broncos have played and and the most encouraging the broncos are trending upward in Seven years since SB 50. So I'm looking at the short term right now. I'm not too focused on 2024. I still think the Broncos will make something of the season. And just to be able to talk about the playoffs, talk about the wild card, and talk about the Broncos as a team that can win out with their remaining schedule and go into the postseason for the first time in those seven years with momentum unflappable momentum. There he is again. Our friend MacDog, a.k.a. Quote of the
1: Day, I don't know why all the hate on Russ. I, love how he, I loved how he and Sean were on the sideline. It looks like Sean likes him. That throw to Sutton was awesome. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're friends, right? It seems like there's a mutual uh, friendship. Obviously, that's part of the definition of friendship, the mutual component there. Um, but it seems like the farther we get into this season, Zach, the more we are learning that the what many interpreted was as coach speak coming from Peyton about how much he respected Russell Wilson and you know, one of the winningest quarterbacks and what he'd been able to do as a postseason quarterback and all that stuff probably wasn't really platitudes. He probably really did respect Russell Wilson. Um, and I think that's grown into a friendship now. The Duchess jumping in again. Thank you, Michaela. She says, I hope Quinn Miners is okay. Heart issues, ugh. Yeah, in case you missed it, he left the game early. He was having heart irregular heartbeat. Uh, took him to the hospital if if I remember right, and uh, it quickly passed. His heart was beating normally. Everything's cool, so it seems like he's fine. Um, Might have just been a weird thing. I don't I don't know what precipitated the arrhythmia, but uh, definitely concerning though, Zach. Definitely concerning.
2: It is, and uh, that's more important, his health. Hopefully he's okay. He might be on a a limited practice regimen this week, but I have not heard anything that would lead me to believe uh, he's in danger of missing next week's game. Uh, KB in the house. Good to see you, bro. He says, it's insane. KC
1: lost again one game back. Yeah, here we are. Andrew Lampy. good to see you. Happy for a win. Can we throw that running back sweep play out, please? Yeah, we just... We haven't been able to execute that one very well this year. Uh, I don't know what's missing from that equation, but I hear you, Andrew. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you. Uh, David Wilder, Wilding Out, in the chat with a very generous super. Love your profile pic. Still, big dog. Says, good evening. Uh, I think we will win out and be 11-6. and six. Watch out, NFL. The Broncos are coming and we'll make the playoffs. MHH for life, Broncos for life. Thank you, David. From your lips to the ears of the football gods. All right uh mac dog again bro he says i think we went out the d is just getting better every week both me and my dad are watching okay cool good to know Uh, i hope i can get to a game this year let's get another win streak going five and oh from here
2: on out zach yes sir. shout out
1: to the dudes down in was it lubbock right scott lubbock lubbock texas
2: Yes, sir. I love it. I love the optimism. And it's again, it's not just because we cover the Broncos or watch the Broncos. If you look at the schedule, the way they're playing, the way their opponents are playing, at least of late uh, of late, they could Mac dog go five and be wild. Anthony, thank you, buddy. Says, how about
1: that touchdown play to Troutman? That's right, dude. That was just a well-designed – and that look on Peyton's face as it panned over to him yeah. going to break, like he pulls off his eyeglasses and just that look of satisfaction, you know, like must be a, a phenomenal feeling, you know, to to put that one in the old hopper, so to speak, cook it up on a late
2: night, you know, studying the film and to have it come out in the wash, like yeah. props to him. And to watch it in front of you, watch it work and uh, score, you're right, it must be a crazy feeling. Jamal, longtime OG, Super Chat Superstar at MHH,
1: jumping in. Good to see you, man. Thank you. says, I believe we can win the rest of our games and the division. We still need to draft a quarterback of the future, Denver Rocks for life. Yeah, we're not opposed to that. As as happy as we are with the trajectory of Russ and Peyton, that relationship, they do need a viable long-term option because Russ, this is his age 35 seasons at.
2: They do, and I'll keep saying that no matter how the season goes. If they go five and zero, if they lose every game from here on out, they'll make the postseason. Uh, at some point, not maybe priority number one in twenty twenty four, but it's on the list: is getting a younger quarterback to develop for the long term under Sean Payton.
1: So here's here's real quick while I'm here. Here's what the Chiefs are facing down the stretch. Week fifteen, next week at the Patriots. Yeah. Then it's home against the Raiders. Then it's home against the Bengals. Then it's on the road at the Chargers. So they really only have one kind of maybe game, and that's uh, the Bengals. But you never know. You know, you never know how it can shake out. Mike, again, thank you, brother. He says, Broncos Dolphins would be deja vu in the playoffs. From 98, the lost regular season, crush them in the playoffs, go Broncos. That's right. 98, they snapped our undefeated run and they did it with authority. I mean, the Broncos were the defending champs. They'd, they they're coming off Super Bowl uh 32 and beating the the Packers, right? And they go on that phenomenal run. TDs running for 2000 yards. It's just an awesome display, especially offensively by the Mike Shanahan's Broncos. Then they run into that Dolphins D that just punks them. Just kind of gives him the business and uh the broncos got their got their revenge though in the playoffs so would be would be an interesting they say history repeats itself so we shall see uh miguel what happened to nick benito uh did exit the game um nick has the article waiting right now as soon as we get off this uh podcast i'll tell you the update on benito He left the stadium with a brace on his left knee. That's all we know. That's per uh, Chris Thomason of the Denver Gazette. Zach, unless you've heard anything more on that front.
2: I haven't. And also, I wanted—I was going to circle back on this about Quinn Miners uh, for Michaela. This is uh, according to Chris Thomason. um, This is Russell Wilson on Quinn Miners. I think he'll be fine. Our training staff, they do a great job of making sure everyone's okay. And I think from my understanding, he'll be all right. So good news for Quinn Miners and uh, prayers up for good news for Nick Benito as well.
1: Mr. J, he's so serious. Why so serious? Okay, okay. Come on, Jensen. It's a joker. Let's go. Where is Mims? Really want to see this kid and what he can do. Love seeing the orange and blue win. And Mahomes throwing a fit on uh, all on the same day. Thank you all for what you do, Nevada representing. Really cool. Thank you. Why so serious? I miss this Mahomes throwing a fit thing. Zach, do you know what's going on with that? Because it's the second time it's been referenced in the chat.
2: I got a notification uh, about Mahomes' play. It was supposedly the refs negated. I, I wasn't watching. We were getting ready for the podcast, but the refs supposedly negated a potential game winning or game tying touchdown, and Mahomes slammed down his helmet in frustration two in a row for Kansas City. You, you love to see it, don't you, Chad?
1: Oh, dude, it's especially as the Broncos win, and then it's just it doesn't get any sweeter. Oh. So, um, All right, Uh A few more guys, then we got to dip on out of here. Lilo, thank you. Sloppy first half, devastating second half. Russ, definitely cooking, truly incredible. Defense demolished the Chargers offense. O line shut down the Chargers defense. Yeah, for the most part, that last point, I would agree with you. And yeah, it was a smothering defense. If not for a coverage lapse by Fabian Moreau, probably pitched a zero burger, Zach.
2: Yeah, I again the defense is the thing that impressed me the most and how they've been consistent in their attack then the blitzing. That's the thing. I've watched a lot of Cardinals tape from last season and recent season with VJ. The the way he's utilizing the, the, the defensive backs, the inside linebackers, the blitzes that VJ has cooked up, that's been, been impressing me the most. I love the aggressive nature.
1: BNS loves it. Love I love the bold j- uh, jokes and it also reminds me of uh longtime Hall of Famer, Super Chat Superstar, Mark Langley. Uh, but BNS jumping in to say, man of the year, baby. Hashtag all pro bowls. Love our left tackle. Dude, if the Broncos make the playoffs, you're going to see a lot of – you're going to see some individual accolades at a level in Denver that you haven't seen for a long time. And Bowls could be one of those guys benefiting. And, yes, he is the Broncos nominee, in case you guys missed it from earlier this week, for the Walter Payton Man of the Year National Award. The only time a Broncos ever actually won the national was John Elway uh, was it 93, 94, something like that uh, for what it's worth. Kyle Evans jumping in. Thank you, bro. Actually your response to BNS. Cause he, he does that. That's that that's a a, a good natured bar, but use yeah.
2: that. Yeah. And he has the better of me this year because he deserves to say it. Garrett Bowles is playing at a pro bowl level as is Quinn minor as is Lloyd cushionberry And you know what, for that matter as well, as is Ben powers My hat is off to Zach Streif and the offensive coaching staff for what what they've done with mostly the same personnel except for two guys transforming what was a long-time bottom five offensive line into an arguable top ten offensive line. So uh, you have this one, BNS. Feel free to flex. Garrett Bowles is having a tremendous season. Kyle, thank you,
1: brother. He says, what's up, guys? Denver won, and with the Chiefs losing, they're not far behind taking the division. You think McMillan is a stud? Absolutely. Uh, Jaquan McMillan has blossomed into a bona fide upper echelon NFL nickel. And it's really cool to see. And it's even more of a testament to the level of coaching that's taken place in Denver. I think, Zach, it starts with the detail-oriented approach of Sean Payton. That kind of trickles downhill to all of his staff. It's like the marching orders type of thing. And as easy as it would be, Zach, to just simply credit Christian Parker for a job well done, the DB's coach, um, you know, he's been there a couple of years. And I think the influence Vance Joseph has had on that DB room, remember, he his specialty as a position coach before he got his first coordinator position was secondary coach. Uh, so I do think that the buck really still stops with VJ in terms of the credit here. But yeah, McMillan, as Snarky says, should be extended long term get that handled probably as soon as you can, Zach, like lock it up. He seems like pretty close to being a sure thing that he's a keeper, you know, pretty, pretty dang close.
2: If only because have, has anyone said that, said to themselves, you know, I really miss K one Williams or I really miss Bryce Callahan. Those are two really damn good slot corners, veteran slot corners, at the NFL level and McMillian is making us forget about McMillan. Excuse me. Hate to be one of them is making me forget about both of them. And he's playing at a Chris Harris junior level, which is insane to me.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure KB on up on Jonathan Cooper's injury. Um, You know, one of the downsides to going live so quickly after the game is we miss uh, some of the post game, the presser stuff. So we'll have to circle back, but just keep an eye on milehuddle.com. We'll have an update on that tonight. uh Ryan, last one, and then we got to go, guys. What's up, priests and Broncos country? Give it up for VJ as this defense is balling. I was wrong about VJ. Keep up the great work, men. The Bronx for life, 11 and 6, AFC West champs. Dude, it's so crazy. It's actually possible. Uh, but thank you, my friend. And we're right there with you. You know, we've already fallen on that sword as far as eating our crow on VJ from earlier this year, but. Just cool to see
2: this is that's me giving it up for VJ. He definitely deserves it. I want to see the defense hold strong uh, over the remaining five games though, Chad.
1: Definitely. Definitely. All right, guys, love you. Appreciate you. Don't leave quite yet. A couple quick messages uh, and then we're going to dip on out of here.
2: That was another excellent installment of the gut reaction podcast. Of the MHH podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter slash X at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're always rocking each and every day, check out MHHmerch.com and get you some. If you haven't, drop us a like at Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Also, find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you listen to your podcast, this podcast on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, y'all, please, please, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you.
1: Lilo jumping in with a late super. Thank you. Another one. VJ cooking the defense. He'll be needing apology letters for Christmas. He definitely deserves credit for turning the abysmal first half games around. It's been worthwhile for the Broncos to turn the season around that. It has well said, well said the Ronk jumping in with the parting message as well. So good to see you, my friend. Thank you for the support as always, my brother, a uh, special shout out to these great super chat supporters. Um, superstars and supporters on Facebook. Starting on Facebook tonight, we'll hit Phil, George, Brandon, Doug, Andrew, The Ronk, as we just mentioned, Miguel, double dipping, a little support on Facebook, a little support on YouTube. Love it, dude. Thank you. Uh, we got Ted. We've got Miguel, Jess, also, of course, Miguel, uh, Chris Hernandez, Alexander, the great one, the GLP, Taylor, uh, Robert Ottison, Kathy, the Aviator, Shane Daniels, Mikey Mike, Naj, Freddie, uh, Mac Dog and his old man, Papa Bear, S.A. Ross, Franklin Lewis, Ethan from the tippity, 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 tippity top rope, uh, Mike uh, Mike M, or is that an MJ? I'm not sure. It's a cool font. Uh, LV Foo Fighter, Phoenix, Mike Edel, Garth Knight, The Duchess, Michaela Parker, uh, Zachary Smalls. that's unique prepping, Vince Palowski. PJ Revis, KB, David Wilder, Anthony, Jamal, Seth, Why So Serious? Uh, I think I said Lilo already. Kyle Evans, BNS snarky user, Ryan. Much love and respect, you guys. What a night. Appreciate you. What a game. What a week. Uh, We'll uh, circle back tomorrow night for the aftermath. going to be fun. And don't forget, you got Broncos for breakfast on the bright.
2: Have a good rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the victory. We'll see you tomorrow night. Take care, and as always, go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.
1: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for Movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale